Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Do you remember when you were 11? Australian filmmaker Genevieve Bailey traveled around the world for six years talking with 11-year-olds to compose an insightful, funny, and moving documentary portrait of childhood. From an orphanage in India to a single-parent household in inner Melbourne to bathing elephants in Thailand, I Am 11 explores the lives and thoughts of children from around the world. It weaves together deeply personal and at times hilarious portraits what it means to stand on the cusp of childhood and adolescence. We're joined by the director of I Am Eleven, Genevieve Bailey. Genevieve, welcome to Film School. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for being here. I guess the the uh, the obvious question is why eleven years old? Well, I thought back to my favorite age in life, and I decided that was when I was eleven. I remember it was the time where you're really passionate about something. By the time you're eleven, and you don't feel like a little kid anymore, but you're not yet a teenager. So obviously when we reach teenage years and adolescence, life can sometimes feel a bit complicated. But I think there's a sense of clarity when you're 11 and about optimism and hope for the world as well. Yeah, and, and I agree with you. I do. I, I sort of vaguely remember just feeling so energetic and so... Um, I you know I I think I I think I knew a lot but I didn't give my credit myself credit and and I for for knowing a lot more than at that time and I, and that's what comes across in your film I am 11 is these kids given the opportunity without maybe the uh, influence of parents standing over them or others really are very insightful kids did that surprise you in any way were you how did how did that strike you well, when I decided to make I'm 11, I had never left Australia before where I live in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, wouldn't it be great to have the challenge of going around the world and, and making myself shoot in every country that I go to? Mm-hmm. And I look back now and I think it's kind of funny that when I decided to choose this age 11, I didn't actually do any test interviews in Australia to make sure they were actually going to be interesting. Yeah. I just had this belief and this memory from my own 11-year-old self that it was a time of... Um, like you said, of energy and optimism. And I thought that it would be a great thing to capture because I think a lot of what we see in film and television and especially documentary, they're important stories, but they make you feel a little bit low about the state of the world. Mm-hmm. And so with this age 11, I really wanted to explore it and give them a platform. Because as you say, sometimes I think people underestimate what kids have to say. And by creating a, an opportunity for them to talk very directly down the camera to me without having adults telling them what to say or what to do. It was something, quite a unique experience for me, but also for the kids involved to know that there was no right or wrong answer. It was just their opinion and their take on the world that was being captured. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm gonna, let's go to the sort of the logistics of your film, because I do want to go back into what you're talking about, this, this, this vulnerability and yet um, beginning to form insights into the world that they in, live in. But uh, let, mm-hmm. let's talk a little bit about... Sort of. So, you, what prompted you? Was there a specific event in your life that you said, "I need to travel the world to to start"? I mean, is there is there a catalyst for this? That- yeah, there was. Um, I had been in a serious car accident, so I was in a lot of physical pain um, daily, and my dad passed away from cancer, oh. and I was going through a difficult time. And I thought to myself, "What would it be like being a kid growing up today?" 
because even though I was only 22 when my father died, I realized that a lot of children grow up without a father in their life or having lost their father at an even younger age. And so I think it was giving me this perspective on getting on with doing what I want to do in life. And rather than waiting until I'm much older, why not try and make a feature-length film now? And so I think it gave me this um, this sense of urgency. And I've always sort of had that about myself. I don't I don't assume that we're all going to live till we're 80 because, of course, that's not always the case. So I had made a lot of short films before, but I had never made a feature-length film. So I sort of got on the plane with the camera and a lot of faith and no funding and just kind of believed that it would be possible. So mm-hmm. I'm really glad that I, I took that step and it's been the funnest thing I've ever done in my life and a huge learning curve shooting over six years in 15 countries. Yeah. So it's been a really massive adventure. I joke that it's more than just a film project for me. It's like a lifestyle now making this project. <laughs> well, I can in- understand why. There's got to be a, a, an addictive quality to this, to, well, or at least to the idea that there are more countries and more kids and this universality of their experience is something that uh, you could find um, an endless, an endless supply. And, and, and you're right, it's got to be very heartening to hear kids at this age, their optimism and their sense of you know, the world around them. Must be. Yeah, sometimes we have um, parents who come and see the film and they, they say to us, wow, how did you find such insightful, articulate kids? You know, mm. when I was 11, I wouldn't have had anything to say about those global issues or my own children. You know, they don't think about stuff like that. They wouldn't have anything to say. Mm-hmm. But it's surprising because after people see I'm 11, they often write to us saying that they've had a lot of discussion, a lot of dialogue around the dinner table about the film and about the themes in the film and about mm. childhood. So. I'm really glad that, I mean, some people are very aware of of, um, of children and of their rights and of their capabilities, but some people, it's a long time since they were 11, and it takes them a little while to realize, wow, you know, to reconnect with their own inner 11-year-old self and realize that yeah. we, you know, we have to create an environment where children feel comfortable to talk about what they're excited about, but also what concerns them. So yeah. I'm glad that the film, you know, it explores personal and global issues. There's a lot of humor in it, but also there's a lot of pathos in terms of encouraging people to think about our differences. Yeah, and and I would add the word unfiltered. I mean, these kids, um, every one of them is uh, just uh, it, in their own way, and this the word beguiling comes to mind, just they're, they're unfiltered, um, they... Um, and, you know, I've never believed that naivete is something you have to grow out of. I, I don't think that that's, and, and I think it's a, it's something to be nurtured in people. And I think that's one of the things you see in an 11 year old is a certain, um, positive naivete that the world, every, anything is possible. And, and, uh, I mean, in children in general, but yeah, in this age group, this is something that I think we tend to devalue as just as they enter their teen years, that it's something to I just think it's an important virtue. I, I look at it as a virtue in, the, in many ways. So, Yeah, one of my friends, he was in his 60s, and he said to me when I was making it, 11-year-olds, why would I want to watch a film with a bunch of 11-year-olds talking? And I said, well, you just wait till I finish it. And he came to our premiere, and he came out full of energy, and he said, that's the best film I've ever seen. <laughs> and of course, he's a friend of mine, so he's a bit biased. But I think having the opportunity to sit down for an hour and a half yeah. And just meditate on this this time of life yeah. and this, this um, transition period. It was really energizing for him to reflect on, even though he was kind of cynical before he saw I'm 11. Yeah. He came out quite buoyed by it. So I'm always really interested as a filmmaker in the audience reactions because I've realized over the last couple of years, I'm really, really obsessed with 
audience engagement. It's not enough for me just to make a film. Yeah. For me, 50% of my job is making it and 50% is making sure people see it. Of course, yeah. Yeah. so many films get made and don't get seen. So I feel so passionate about meeting audiences and hearing exactly what they think about my work. Well, that's a great opportunity to talk. Uh, by the way, I want to remind our listeners we're speaking with Genevieve Bailey. The film is I Am 11. It opens to well, it actually opened last night, but today uh, you're in um, you're in town in Los Angeles area, and you're going to be at a couple of different theaters. It sounds like uh, for Q and A's. Tell us where you're going to be tonight. Yeah, we're here in Los Angeles. Um, we're opening, or we opened last night. We're playing at about six different theaters in right. in Los Angeles and Orange County area. And mm. the easiest way to find us is to visit our website, mm. which is just the name of the film dot com. So I am eleven dot com, right. and that's the word eleven. And I'm really happy to be here. We're going to be attending screenings at the Lemley Royal and the Pasadena Playhouse uh, today. We're doing three sessions a day, actually. Um, two at the Royal and one at Pasadena, so 4 o'clock in Pasadena and 1 p.m. and 7.50 at the Royal. And, yeah, we'll be here and we're doing filmmaker Q&As at the end of each session so we can engage with and hear audience questions. And inevitably there's lots of 11-year-olds who come along and they always ask the most fascinating questions, I must say. Yeah. And, again, I am 11, and as you said, spell out the word 11, iam11.com, and uh, you're also... You can follow you and the film on Twitter, and it's also Facebook, which is facebook.com, I am 11 documentary. Yeah, and, that's right. And, uh, so, and also a film that uh, looks, has this been uh, translated into more than English? The film? Uh, yeah, it has been. So it has been. So when we release digitally, um, we're looking forward to opening up the film to many more people and reaching people who are non-English speakers, of course, because the film is actually spoken in 12 languages and yeah. then presented here with English subs. But another thing that we're really excited about is that in addition to our um, traditional theatrical bookings, we ha- opened in New York, we're playing at the moment, and we open in San Fran next week and in D.C., and we're adding a whole lot of cities every week. But the other thing that we're doing is we're working with Gather, um, who work on a theatrical demand on-demand basis. So... Actually, over the weekend, um, 40 different cities have demanded screenings of I'm 11. So mm. it's going to be expanding and playing in many more cities, some I've never heard of in the U.S., which is great. So we're really excited that you know when people hear about it, they can bring it to their own city and, and see it on the big screen with their community. That's fantastic. That, that that's a that's that there are so many. The good thing for uh, independent filmmakers now, and the challenge is with all the platforms and all the different opportunities that your film can be presented and getting all of that kind of rounded up and organized and getting people on board is, I'm sure, a, a Sisyphean task, but at the same time, there's a lot of opportunities now for people to see see your work. So that's Yeah, great. It's, it's great. You know, after we received the New York Times Critics Pick on the weekend, yes. uh, we received emails from Peru, from China, from Finland, from all over the world. So it's, it's really exciting for us because we made I'm 11 as a global project. It's really exciting that people around the world can find us. And, of course, we don't have ad budgets to put, you know, uh, billboards up or ads on buses. We just right. rely on really positive word of mouth. And so... We're really thrilled um, that when the film kicked off in Australia, we played for a record 26 weeks in cinemas in Melbourne, in my hometown, which was, is it a dream come true for an independent filmmaker to be able to play your film for that long and, and to give people the opportunity to find it? So 
we just feel really lucky and we feel really grateful for audiences who come out and choose I Am Eleven because so many films opening every weekend here in the U.S. So yeah. we're really excited when people find the film. Well, and 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 as you're all the things I agree with you that you just said, I agree with. And this is a film that just cries out for an international audience. It just it it is. Um, I say design. That sounds too um, too deliberate, but it's definitely <laughs> a film that is an all embracing and um, and again, I, it, so much of the world uh, that we live in, as much as we are connected um, in some co- forms of communications, at the same time, we still have a huge hill to climb in terms of really understanding uh, the life experiences of people around the world and. This is a wonderful way for people to be introduced to that, uh, especially because you're talking about children. Uh, and as I said, the sort of unfiltered n- nature of the way that they talk, it's a very inviting and very positive way to begin to understand the life experiences of people around the world. And that is a very, very solid strength of this film. Thank you. I'm so glad that you feel that way because that was, I guess, part of the inspiration for me. I grew up in Melbourne. It's very multicultural. Mm -hmm. When I was 11, I had friends from all over the world, even though I'd never left my city. And I thought to myself, there's a lot of people who, if you perhaps are growing up with parents who are prejudiced or racist, or you're growing up in a community without much diversity, maybe what chance do you have to be interested in other cultures? So I thought that if I can make a film It's not didactic. It's not pushing anything down anyone's throat, Mm. but it shows you the similarities that we all share, but it also celebrates the differences we have around the world because I personally believe a lot of fear and conflict comes from not tolerating or or being scared of anyone who's different from you. And when I was growing up, my mom used to always say, you know, the world would be a pretty boring place if we were all exactly the same. Mm -hmm. And so I'm really thrilled when people can engage, especially young people, with all these cultures and all these different backgrounds around the world. But I also want to mention that I'm 11 is definitely not just for a film. It's not just for people who have kids or who love kids, because we have a lot of audiences who come who definitely don't have kids and don't work with kids. But there's been a kid you know, themselves, and I think that's what we hope is that the film connects with anyone who's ever been 11. You know, we we um, had one woman who came, and she was kind of joking with her husband when she came out of the cinema. Is she said, before I saw this film, I hated 11-year-olds, and now I love them. And she was joking, <laughs> and her husband was a bit embarrassed, and he said, she's joking. I said, no, I realize that. But I'm really um, passionate about people knowing that this film is not just for people who have kids because we have a really diverse mix of of audiences coming to see the film and and reconnecting with with that special time in life that they went through themselves. Yeah. Well, I I don't have children, and that's how I I feel like. I mean, yeah, This what you're saying is exactly right. I, I think that... I I really am more and more feel like I'm more of an internationalist in my perspective in that the the problems that we all face are I mean the problems that most people face in your community are the problems that most people around the world face in their own different contexts but it's the same basically and seeing again going back to this idea of seeing different people from different parts of the world uh and from this from the perspective of 11-year-old is just uh invaluable in terms of carrying forward this idea uh, for people that, you know, we're not that different. We really aren't that different in terms of what we're after, what we want out of life. Yeah, I I also love the idea of 
um, having made this film and that in a hundred years, whether we have the same sort of cinemas or what sort of technology we have to view cinema, that people can watch I'm 11 and get a sense hundred years from now what it was like to be alive today and to be growing up in this in this age. Because that's something as a filmmaker I think I, I really feel passionate about is, is leaving these stories behind for future generations to watch and engage with. Yep. And I love the 7-Up series, which I'm sure you're probably familiar with. Yes, yes, yes. And um, these kids were shot when they were 7, 14, 21, 28, and they're up to 56. And I grew up watching that and quoting that at the dinner table. But it's very British, and I thought to myself, I don't want to make a film that's just about Australian 11-year-olds. I want to make it around the world. So I'm really happy when people come and see I'm 11 and they say that they also grew up on the 7-Up series and they hope that their kids can grow up on I'm 11 because they want to see a sequel and we want to make a sequel because we can't imagine not being involved with these kids for the rest of our lives because they're like nephews and nieces to me now. Yeah. Now, it's interesting. Um, by the way, I want to remind our listeners, we're speaking with Genevieve Bailey. The film is I Am 11. It, it's opened uh, in Los Angeles area and it's it's rolling out across the country, but you can see Genevieve um, at the Royal, the Lemley Royal and the uh, Lemley Playhouse Seven in Pasadena. Uh, at, you're, you're at two two sh- um, screenings: the one and seven thirty at the Royal, and then you're at the four. What's the four o'clock one at the? Yeah, the four four twenty in four, Pasadena, oh, Pasadena, and the one o'clock and seven fifty at the Royal today okay. and tomorrow, which today. is Sunday. Yeah, and Sunday. And um, I just want to, you know, uh, I would. I've sort of been back and forth whether or not I should ask you about specific kids, in uh, 11-year-olds in the film, but there are so many just bright and wonderful personalities, um, and I'm sure, as you said, they're like your your you know, nieces and nephews now, that it's it would be difficult to single out any of them, but they're just, uh, they are, <laughs> there's the few. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think Billy is, is one of the more interesting ones, just because uh, he... I don't know. They're all they're all good. I I shouldn't even go down this road because there's just so so many kids in this film that you're just immediately drawn to and uh, for their personalities and their sense of humor and their sense of self. Really, that's the thing that for me jumps out is they really have a pretty well formed sense of self. In, Absolutely, in, yeah. So, all right. I think that in terms of singling out kids, you're not alone. A lot of audiences ask me who my favorite is, and a lot of journalists ask me. And I kind of laugh and I say that, you know, when I was little, I used to ask my mom who her favorite was in our family, and she would say, Mothers don't have favorite you know, favorites. They love all their children equally. And I feel a bit like that. But I can honestly say that as we've traveled around the world, we've played in film festivals in 20 countries. And without a doubt, I would say audience favorites. They vary, but the two that are always pointed out to us are Billy in London and Remy, who lives in the south of France. So okay. um, I right. think Billy's sense of humor and the fact that for me, I love that I've made a documentary where people laugh out loud, really loudly when they hear Billy. So it's always nice to sit in the cinema and hear people laughing and his sense of humor. And he's very cheeky, but he's also very wise in his own way. And Billy's been resonating particularly well with younger audiences as well. Has he? Oh, that's good. And and, and I also, uh, among the many, but again, another one that seems so self-possessed and so mature is Grace. Um, another one that just, just jumps out at me as someone who is uh, exceedingly intelligent and seems to just have a very strong sense of self 
at that yeah, age. And Grace was one of the first children that I met, actually. So because I shot the film over so many years, she's actually the oldest out of the group now. So oh. when she was 11, she spoke about wanting to study creative writing and drama one day when she grows up, and she's doing exactly that right now. Oh, she's great. at university, and she's studying creative writing and drama back in the UK. So it's been a really amazing journey to follow up with them now that they're young adults and many of them are taller than me and the boys are getting <laughs> facial hair and their voices have changed and well, it's it's yeah very special but grace yeah she's very unique and just as articulate now as she was when she's 11 and she's very proud to be part of the film and i love that the kids are proud of being part of i'm 11 because yeah. i'm proud of them yeah and also i, I know a little bit about uh, sort of the the film itself the sort of the structure of it um, by the way we're speaking with genevieve bailey uh, the director of the film I Am 11. It's in theaters today now as, as you're hearing the sound of our our voices. Mm. Uh, and um, anyway, the uh, the fact that you open the film, the sort of the first subject that, you, that they all sort of weigh in on is uh, this idea of bullying. Yes. And I, 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 I really like the way you do, and you take these very personal stories and then the film, as the film progresses, it, it felt to me like you were pushing the out the uh, the boundaries of universality in terms of other issues that that all of these kids are dealing with. But you start with bullying, and I I I've you know I remember it. We I think we all remember at some point in our uh, our young lives that this this sort of threat, this outside threat that people uh, may uh, may have uh, posed. Um, and I love that about the way that you brought a serious issue, but told in a way by these kids in their own way, how they were dealing with it. I just, um, and that goes throughout the film and a, a number of different issues, but I thought it was a, a good place to start for kids. Thank you. I'm glad. I think that bullying is something that not just when you're young, but in all ages, you know, in, in your adult life, in the yeah. workplace, it's a problem for so many people. And I, I put that very early on the film because I, I wanted to kind of yeah give the kids a platform to talk about serious issues straight up and I was so happy that they were comfortable in talking with these with me about these issues and I wanted to make sure that at all times I'm eleven would be relevant and accessible to audiences of all different age groups around the world. You know, so these these kind of common themes that we explore love, war, yeah. family, religion, the environment. Yeah. I'm really glad that the kids were so comfortable with me. I felt that was my job as a producer and a director, and I also shot the film and edited the film. I feel that every job you do has a different hat that you have to wear, mm. and one of my big jobs is to make sure that at all times anyone who's in front of my camera is comfortable because I know myself if I'm being interviewed or if I'm in front of a camera and I don't feel comfortable, I don't look like myself or sound like myself. So that's a big part of my job is to make sure that anyone who's involved in my film wants to be there. You alluded to it earlier. At some point when you were making I Am 11, uh, Genevieve, did you feel like you had to just stop traveling the world to st and then start working on the film? Was was that, or was it, did you have, was there a natural break some in some way uh, in making the film for you to really sit down and start the production of it? The, well, uh, I, I think, yes, in some ways, if you want to call it a natural break, that was the breaking of my um piggy bank. My partner, Henrik Nordstrom, <laughs> Nordstrom and I, who made the film together, we self-financed the film okay. and we didn't have any film funding or rich parents. So we actually got to a point where we were spending everything we could on the film, which we were happy to do because we had the belief in it. But 
we would go to parties and friends would say, hey, I need to get a copy of your film. I haven't seen it yet. And I would say, I haven't seen it yet either <laughs> because it wasn't <laughs> finished. And so even though I would have loved to have gone to Central or South America and there were some other places I wanted to go to in Africa, I thought to myself, I've got over 100 hours of footage. So even if we can save up and go to more countries, the chances are we have to edit that stuff out because, of course, as an editor, you have to be ruthless and you have to chop yeah. out so much footage that you love. So that's why we sort of thought, okay, there's momentum there. Um, we had a teaser on, on Vimeo, which was just a couple of minutes of footage to show parents to gain their trust. And before we even started you know, publicizing that or sharing that, we had people from over 100 countries watching it. So we thought, okay, there's momentum there. People, people know about what we're doing and we want people to see this film. So that's why we decided to buckle down and I focused on the editing and finishing and delivering the film for audiences. Well, I, I could see where it would be tough because if if you're getting this much pleasure, and I mean, for a lot of filmmakers, making a movie is hard work, and I know it is in making a film like this as well. There's a certain um, amount of just, you know, uh, roll up your sleeves, you've got to get this, and that's in the most, most of it's in the post-production. Yeah. But for someone who is enjoying so much the, the process of making a film, especially a documentary like I Am Eleven, it's got to feel, yeah, like I could just keep doing this, and then, but the piggyback doesn't lie, so so <laughs> there's there's no getting around that. Well, I am so thrilled and honored to have you on. I, I just want to let our listeners know again, IAm11.com. You can go there and find out uh, about it. It's an award-winning film, New York Times pick. Um, uh, it won best uh, documentary at the Inside Film Awards in Australia, but it's won a number of other awards around the world and um well deserved well just a wonderful wonderful film thank you so much i'm really glad that it resonated with you and i I would love to um send out an invite to anyone who's listening to be part of a project that we're doing called when i was 11.com so we ask audiences and people around the world who, who have heard about the film to write down a memory from when they were 11 and then take a photograph and, and, and send it to us or submit it to whenIwas11.com. Oh, wow. So we have thousands of people around the world who have done this. So if you log on to I'm11.com and follow the links, or if you just visit whenIwas11.com, the word, okay. you can see stories from all over the world. And we would love to invite any of your listeners to send us a photo so we can include them in this global community as well. Oh, that is that is fantastic. Oh, my God. Well, that that's... Uh... All the more reason, uh, and all the more reason to go see it, because uh, seeing the experiences of these uh, kids from around the world, and and also in the way that, again, I, I'm watching this movie, and I'm really hearkening back in my own life to this age, um, 10, 11, 12, that, that area of my life, and really trying to remember uh, my own experiences and my own thoughts in, in relation, especially in relation to these kids. Um, it's just it's a it's a terrific film experience as well as uh, a lot of fun just just to to watch kids and doing and being kids. I mean, God, we just push our kids all more and more to be older than they are, and it's so wonderful to see them be who they are here. So, thank you. I'm glad. Thank you. Thank you for that feedback. It means a lot to me. Like I said, I I really care so much what audiences think. So that's why it's great to have flown over here to the U.S to meet people in person and we've had a lot of passionate um, audiences sharing really specific feedback which will influence me in my future endeavors as a filmmaker because I want to create films that really connect with audiences so every time I hear from audiences I- I'm grateful for that 
Well, and for people who are interested in giving Genevieve Bailey some feedback today at one o'clock at the uh, Lemley Royale, as well as seven fifty at the Lemley Royale in Los Angeles, and then at four, I think you said four thirty, four twenty, yeah. at the uh, Pasadena Playhouse. That's the Lemley Pasadena Playhouse Seven. She'll be there for Q and A's for all of those screenings and. Uh, I can't imagine uh, that it'll be anything but fun and enlightening to to be at these screenings. Um, So thank you. Thank you so much. Genevieve Bailey, the director of I Am 11 here on Film School. Thank you so much, and uh, all the best to you and your uh, your future projects as well. Thank you. I look forward to talking with you when I have my new film out. Okay. Please (laughs) come back. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Bye. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. 